0: Welcome to the Nursing Connect podcast. My name is Ava. I'm the chief executive and founder of the remote nurse staffing agency, Nursing Connect. On this podcast, we talk about all things remote nursing. And today we have a very special guest. She's an entrepreneur that created a business in the remote space. So we want to welcome her to the show. I'll let her introduce herself. Hello, Leah. Welcome
1: to the Hi, show. Ava. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Yes, my name is Leah Duranti. I am a family nurse practitioner. I um, started as a ER nurse and a hospice nurse and then went back to school to become a family nurse practitioner and have transitioned now to remote work. So I love that you have this space to talk to all of us fellow nurses about the possibilities which are endless with taking our skills and creating new ways of serving patients. So I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. We love having guests on the show. Okay, so we're just going to get right into it, okay? So the first thing is, you kind of shared your nursing journey a little bit there. Can you go into a little bit more detail from start to finish?
1: Sure. So I am actually a second career nurse. So I went to school. I actually went to business school. I thought I was going to like wear the pencil skirt and like own it on Wall Street or something like that. (laughs) And I got my degree in college, and then I found out I really was not passionate about the idea of maximizing shareholder wealth and kind of the marketing approach that really looks at kind of eliciting fear in people to make them kind of do things. So I worked in the nonprofit space for a while, and I actually had a beautiful experience of my younger sister. Um, she was nineteen at the time, giving birth to her first child, and the nurses. I was able to be there at the birth because she's um, a type one diabetic, so we had a scheduled um, induction. And there certainly could have been judgment. She's nineteen, having a baby, you know. Um, and I found first that the nurses were just the most, the smartest. Most compassionate, like badasses who just made our experience incredible. They were so just not even just like non judgmental, but loving and compassionate um, to my little sister and to our family as we were part of that. And I joke with my little sister all the time I'm like, you think having your baby changed your life? but being in that delivery room and being in that experience and seeing these women who really were the heartbeat and the pulse and the power of that experience changed my life. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to be that. I want to be that for somebody. I want to be part of people's journeys. I want to be walking with them. I want to be the one that comes in with the evidence and can explain things and be compassionate and empathetic. And um, so After being in that delivery room, I decided to go back to school. So I went to uh, UCSF, which has a program for people who have a a bachelor's degree in another subject. It's like a bridge program. So you can get your RN in about a year, which was awesome. So I got my RN. um, I went to the ER because I I, I knew that the path was to become a nurse practitioner. And I thought the ER was going to be a great place to just see everything. Right. To be able to have really good assessment skills, to think really quick on my feet, to um, just really hone the skill set I was going to use in primary care. Um, And so I worked in the ER for three years while I was finishing my master's degree. And then I had the coolest opportunity while I was searching for that first advanced practice job um, to become a hospice nurse. So I spent six months in hospice, which isn't that long but super profound um, for myself and just the opportunity to witness people's journey in that transition of life and the families and the dynamics. And so really, really powerful and impactful for me. And then I went on to a career in primary care medicine. I worked at federally qualified health centers. I've worked at pri- in private practice um, for over a decade. And then in this last year, I left it all behind. <laughs> to be on my own. So I I could not be happier and I love the career I've had and how it's continued to evolve and grow. So that's nursing for me.
0: Yeah, you've got an extensive background. You've done a little bit of everything, it seems like. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, absolutely. Now you said you left about a year ago. So how did you end up making that transition? What happened?
1: Well, I was seeing patients in in primary care during the pandemic. Um, My office didn't close, so we didn't go remote. I was in private practice at the time, and the physician I was working with really felt if our colleagues in the hospital were able to put on PPE and see patients, that we could see patients too. And we really, we kind of had the foresight that this wasn't going to go away in two weeks. And we didn't want people to miss their cancer screenings. We didn't want people who were struggling with anxiety and depression to not have somewhere to go and somewhere to listen. So we saw patients still, of course, we had triaging and screening protocols for fevers and all the good stuff, but um, we still saw patients in the office. And it was for so many of us in nursing, (laughs) my gosh, (laughs) just one of the in most intense hardest um, periods of our professional lives and personally my husband is an entrepreneur and he works in the event space and we were living in California at the time and um, his industry was shut down for 18 months so our I mean he's the he's he's still the breadwinner at our house um, was shut down and so to have, Kind of that personal strain to have. I have two kids. I have eight, that my kids are eight and five now, but I had two. I guess he was like five and two at the time. So little kids, no preschool, no daycare. I'm still seeing patients in the office. It was just, it pulled on every part of me. It pulled on me as a wife, it pulled on me as a mom. And then in terms of the extent to which, Care, I mean, it was the the most pressure of clinical care that I'd been under, and uh, you know, I experienced what so many of us experienced—just that burnout of of the emotional burnout. Um, and I had had challenges before the pandemic, but it just really brought to light, um, pretty how unsustainable this was going to be. And I started kind of thinking, is this going to be my next? 20 30 years and that felt awful <laughs> if I'm being really honest <laughs> so yeah. so I really just got curious about other options I had been starting to see kind of some of the cracks within primary care you know a lot of the work that I do in primary care is mental health and preventative health and managing chronic disease and especially preventative and chronic disease management, so much of that is like our behaviors and what we're doing or not doing. And so much of mental health is like the thoughts that we're having in our minds. And I found that the model that I was working under of the prescriptions and the referrals to therapy and the standards of care, people weren't actually getting better. So I was having this moment of personally burning out and kind of disillusionment That if I was really honest with myself, people weren't getting better. And again, I got into medicine to help people, which I think all of us do, right? (laughs) Like we care about people. We care. And so I really dove into the research and I've created an integrative health practice where I do coaching and I help people with, I mean, it's just mind blowing. When I went back to the research, I'm like, There is research from the 1990s, like 30 years ago, of how to help people reduce stress, what's really at the root of things of like anxiety and depression and burnout. And um, so I've just reformulated how to really return people's power internally, how to integrate body, mind, and spirit, because I don't think we focus enough on those latter aspects. I think we're so focused on the cellular and like the body um, and the disease process and the pathophysiology. So um, really what it means to be integrated as a whole person, to have vibrant energy. Um, And so that's the work that I do now is I I have a program called the Integration Experience. And I help people with a whole host of, of things that with that process.
0: Yeah. So what you're doing is a completely different take on nursing. And mm-hmm. you kind of answer my next question a little bit is about the work that you do. Do you feel like it's impacting your patients differently or the population you serve differently? Cause you might be serving nurses too yeah. as well.
1: Um, I am blown away at the results and that is the best part is to help people really understand what's happening at the level. I work a lot with the nervous system, with the endocannabinoid system, with our subconscious mind, all of these pieces that, again, like 30, 40 years, evidence out of Yale, like talking about how this stuff works and we just haven't been using it. Um, And I love it because it's not, you know, years more of prescriptions or handfuls of supplements or years more of therapy. There is so much wisdom and brilliance within our own physiology. It is it's just so encouraging and the best part is is people get better and people have sustainable results and it's not like a band-aid anymore, if that makes sense. It's like real root level change and results for everything from stress and burnout and anxiety and creating health habits. So I mean, I'm doing better. I'm I'm doing more impactful and achieving better results for my clients than I did in my ten years as a primary care NP. Now, I wanted to ask you: Did you have to get any other additional
0: training before you started doing this? Did you have to get any other certifications or anything?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I can't. So no, the answer, the technical answer is no. I mean, so the the beautiful part about working in the coaching space and the consulting space is the expertise is you right we are especially like people who've been in nursing you have so many skills and so much capacity and you know so much even more so like if you think back to like when you passed your boards and like took the NCLEX like you know so much more and so I, yes, there's like everywhere you look, there's like a health coaching certification, but I was like, I don't, I don't need that. And what I learned in graduate school was how to read research. And so I just went back to the evidence base myself, um, and have been kind of cooling the evidence. So, um, I've got a great ebook. If people want to, if people are, are nerds for research, they can check that out, um, on my website, but, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I I didn't feel the need to have any more letters after my name. You're already verified. You're already yeah.
0: certified to do this. Me. You didn't have to do any extra work. No. Okay. You already cleaned it up. We are beyond. We are overqualified. There we go. Overqualified. Overqualified, overready. Right. Now you're doing it for yourself. Yeah. Um. Instead of a company or a corporation or a hospital system, which is also nice.
1: Mm-hmm. That's now, you huge. The, the, the billing, the billing is kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, I do hear that a lot. Um, when you're talking
0: about like, well, independent practice, that's why I hear it the most, but I know you were,
1: you kind of did both. You did primary care and you were part of independent practice. Yeah. I was part of the independent practice. So I was okay. billing, I mean, in both, in both facilities, even the the health center I and in my private practice, we billed. Every patient we Mm billed. And most of the the money went to
0: insurance, right?
1: Yeah. And my employer. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Nurse practitioners are little cash cows for physicians. (laughs) Mm. Well, let's talk
0: about that a little bit more because I don't think I know about that. So what do you mean by that?
1: (laughs) I mean, so the average billing rate for your classic 15-minute visit, right? If you come in, you're doing... Blood pressure management, you know, hypertension, you're checking somebody's blood pressure, you're ordering labs, you're checking on their potassium. That's a nine, what well, we code that as a nine, nine, two, and three. Like the average, we, we well, and it's always the negotiations between the insurance companies how much you bill and how much you pay. But on average, you bill $120 for that visit. Um, But then if somebody comes in for their well woman exam, pap smear, breast exam, all those kinds of things, um, or they come in with multiple chronic conditions or it's a complex, somebody's got new onset headaches and you're ruling out like a brain, brain bleed, things like that, the higher complexity, you're going to bill that at a 99214. And that can be billed up to like $175 an hour. So that's what you're kind of looking and you're seeing four patients an hour. So what's the math on that? Like between 5 and 700 dollars an hour? And I as the nurse practitioner providing the hands-on care, my brain, my heart, my compassion, my intellect, my assessment skills, my stethoscope on your chest. I make 20 bucks every 15 minutes. Mm. So you're looking at yeah. 60 to 80 bucks an hour as an NP mm-hmm. and so It it just is, it's a broken system. I mean, we know that. (laughs) Anybody working in the healthcare system knows it's broken. It's really not working for clinicians or patients. But when I learned that, it was really disheartening. um, I live in Idaho now and we are an independent practice state. So you you can practice without a supervising physician here. Um, of course, there's always going to be, you know, you're going to have your expenses for your, you know, if you have your own. So here in Idaho, you can have your own clinic, but you're going to have employees. You're going to have to pay rent for your building. So, of course, there's there's expenses that come out of that $120 or $175 per visit, um, but the when you are working for a physician or like when I was at a federally qualified health center. So those ones are funded by state funding and federal funding. Uh, you know, I'm old. I started to practice before the Affordable Care Act. Um, and so we really um, had a very robust program for people who had no access to insurance and a lot of sliding scale. So there's a lot of grant money and um, state and federal funding at at that, loca- those locations, which is fantastic and wonderful and needed. Um, and yet still, and so the kind of the excess that comes off of that goes back to the mission of the organization, which again is, is okay. But when you look at the split of how much the person who's providing the actual care is getting, um, it can, it can be disheartening.
0: For something new every day. <laughs> I did not know I was trying to figure out why they like, when people say they go to the doctor, I'm like, oh, no, you didn't go to the doctor. You went and saw your nurse practitioner today. Like, yeah. no, I saw the doctor. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I was like, and it's like they're, It's like that everywhere. I'm in North Carolina and like it's just straight nurse practitioners. Yeah. And primary. Like that's all it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but anyway, um, let's keep going. So you transitioned. Um, are there any pros
1: or cons to this lifestyle now that you're living as a
0: remote nurse?
1: I mean, the pros are fantastic, right? I have so much more flexibility with my family and my kids. Um, One unexpected benefit is especially, I mean, when you think about like, again, hospital nursing or primary care nursing, you like walk in the door and you've got your roller skates on and you are going. And it yeah. is like, it does not stop. And again, you know, I, Joe, I was pregnant for, I had two pregnancies during clinic and I'm like, I don't even have time to pee. And like, you need to pee when you're pregnant. <laughs> and there you you're, every minute of your day is scheduled, right? Back to back to back 15 minutes. Doesn't matter. Again, you're ruling out a heart attack or you've got a suicidal teen. You still only get 15 minutes. And so your day gets backed up. There's so much pressure on the day. And so the kind of the flexibility with my calendar has been really an amazing gift. Like just to be able to have time to set up a creative conversation like this and and talk to people is so – it just fills me in a way that that kind of go, go, go mentality of the hospital or the clinic um, was really depleting for me. So like I can build my day with more creativity and more um, kind of like create the blocks and the spaces for – um work that is fulfilling while it's also impactful. So that's been really great. Um I mean the cons are it's it, as an entrepreneur you are stepping away from the security, right? I mean I think that there is something so I think nursing is an incredible profession. I tell, you know, everybody there's so much you can do with it and you can always keep reinventing yourself you know like you the work you're doing and like let's take these skills and like repackage them and use them in a new way like it's amazing and we're paid pretty well i mean <laughs> and and there can be kind of like these golden handcuffs or like this security of like oh i can't go out and do something else on my own cuz i've gotten kind of used to that paycheck and that regular every two weeks um and so it as an entrepreneur you have to develop some risk tolerance because you don't have that regularity anymore. The benefit is you also have uncapped earning potential, so there's no like limit. But you have to be willing to risk and like bet on yourself to 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 build something new. Um, and so that that's hard at the beginning. For sure.
0: Yeah, it takes a lot of mental work and preparation. And like you said, just betting on yourself as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, nurse entrepreneurship, that's a whole separate podcast in itself. Yeah. But um, yeah, like you said, just taking that leap and believe in what you're doing. Like as I'm yes. here to you, I can tell that you believe in what you're doing. Like you're enjoying uh-huh. it. Like mm-hmm. this is this is your spot in nursing right now. Like you believe yes. in what you're doing, yes. and that's why you're here today. So Let's see. Leah, if you didn't Mm -hmm. have a chance to work remotely or create this lifestyle for yourself as a nurse, do you think you would still continue practicing as a nurse?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, Probably. I just, I really love health. I really want people to thrive. I love the science and how our bodies work. And I think that's really my, one of my gifts is I'm really good at taking kind of the abstract and the science and making it really actionable for people, really understandable, really ways that they can know their body, know what's happening. Um, Because unfortunately our system doesn't do a very good job of explaining things to people, to patients um, and I think that's why I was always really, really liked as a nurse practitioner. And um, it, it's it's where I, I love I love the teaching part and the connection part. And really, when those light bulbs go on for somebody else about like what's going on in their body or what's going on in their mind and what they can do about it, it feels really good. So I think I would still be in clinic if I wasn't doing this, um, but maybe I'd be doing remote nursing. Like maybe I'd hook up with you, <laughs> you know, I mean, yes. it was so great learning from you because that's again, what I love. It's like, you take these skills that we have and there's so much opportunity and potential. And we have so much in us, in our, in what we have learned in our work that can be applied in so many different ways. So yeah, I think I, I think once you're a nurse, you're always a nurse, right? yes even like running a staffing agency is still
0: nice like my nursing knowledge is nice knowing which states nurses can practice in or like just knowing the type of patients they need to care for when I'm like placing the jobs and I just connect with the nurses better because I understand yeah so you never stop being a nurse no matter what you're doing even running a business that has nothing to do with patient care it still it still all relates and connects together but yeah so we're close to wrapping up. So I still got a few more questions. Sure. What would you say to the nurses that are trying to create their business in the remote space? I want to hear this because I'm trying to be like you, Leah, in a remote business.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, of course you are going to have doubts. That's normal, right? Like that's part of the human experience and to just like normalize that we all have doubts and, that belief that you feel within yourself, that part of you that you know there's something else for you, there's a way for you to either it's, you know, you're making a transition because the current healthcare system and the model that you're, you're, you know, taking care of patients in right now isn't good for you and your mental health and your physical health or your family and the time away from your family or, you know, maybe you're on night shifts and you can't, handle that anymore. I get that. Like, no, like trust that part. You can trust that part of yourself and you're going to have doubts and you can kind of just like look at those doubts and go like, oh, hi, cute doubt. I'm so glad that you're there. That's just like a very human thing that's happening right now. And just keep going forward. So I am a huge believer in, you know, I, I don't think confidence, confidence comes By taking small actions every day, like we're all scared to start and do something new. Courage is not like not having any fear courage is having fear and taking a step forward anyways, and moving forward anyways, and I feel like with those small steps they compound over time and you just keep moving forward and you just keep taking the small step and reach out. Like there are, I mean, especially nurse entrepreneurs, like, we got it. We want to help each other. We're here to support each other. Like somebody has done what you want to do already or or something similar and there's always going to be somebody that's going to share their best practices or their tips or their ideas so that you don't have to like reinvent the wheel or do it all alone. Um so I just think that there's an incredible community Believe in yourself. Don't get sidetracked by the doubts. Just know they're going to come. Keep moving forward and and we need you. Like, if there is something in your heart where you, again, you've you've lived it, you've been on the floor, you've been with patients, and a part of you is like being it's like almost being pulled out of you it's like calling to you to make a transition because it's again either going to support you and your health better and or support patients better like follow that like that is gold and that is your intuition and that is trustworthy and our world needs it so take your skills keep going
0: thank you Leah I know I said I asked you that for them, but that was really for me.
1: Was very- <laughs> well, and you have, you have a direct line to me. So
0: <laughs> that
1: was very, very helpful.
0: Very inspirational. Um, Let's see. Now you talked a little bit about your business right now. Tell us a
1: little bit more um, where pe- where people can find you, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my website is, um, I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. So if you're on either of those platforms, I love connecting with you there. Like, please come say hello. Um, and then I've got really incredible resources on my, on my website. So I have a free nervous system quiz. It's like two minutes. It's super fun. It's really illuminating about what your nervous system type is and like how we respond to stress. So again, I think nurses might be really, really fascinated to take that quiz um, and that's leaduranti.com slash quiz, or if you just go to my website, you'll see it there. And then the ebook that I mentioned is under leaduranti.com slash free tools. Um, all that's on the website and the information about the coaching work that I do. So, yeah, I work with. Women and I work with women who are really seeking to step out of that cycle of stress and drain and exhaustion and burnout, anxiety, and really optimize their mental and their physical health so they have like this vibrant energy to go throughout the day because our relationships get better, our work gets better, our life feels better. Um, and so that's, it's a, it's a four month program and I'm always happy to talk to people about if that might be something that serves your well being. Thank you, Leah, so much for sharing that. Yeah. With
0: Y'all that concludes today's episode. Again, my name is Ava. I'm the chief executive and founder of the remote nurse staffing agency, Nursy Connect. If you want to learn more about Nursy Connect, go to nursyconnect.com. I will also link everything we talked about in the show notes. So I will link Leah's business and I will also link the nursyconnect.com. Awesome. Thank y'all so much for listening. We'll Thank see you next time. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.